Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tommy, today I thought I'd tell you about something called the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. Well, you know me, Senator. I'm always happy to learn no stuff. Please, Tommy, call me out. If you don't mind, Senator, I prefer to call you Senator. Fine, Tommy. So, this November, Joe Biden won the presidency by a margin of 306 electoral votes to 232. Wow, Senator, that's a big margin. Yes, it is, Tommy. And yet, if just 40,000 votes combined had switched in Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, and Nevada, Donald Trump could have been reelected to a second term while losing the popular vote by almost 7 million. Wow, that sure seems screwed up, I'll say. That's why the candidate elected president should be the winner of the national popular vote. Jay, you're right, Senator. But to do that, you'd have to pass a constitutional amendment with two-thirds of the votes in both houses of Congress and then another three-quarters of the states to ratify it. Very good, Tommy. You've been doing your homework. But I'm afraid you're wrong. Huh? You heard me, Tommy. You don't need a constitutional amendment to elect our president by a national popular vote. Really? Really. You see, Tommy, Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution says only that the state legislatures shall make the rules by which each state appoints its electors. Hold the fallen, Senator. I thought that ever since George Washington was elected our first president, that each state legislature automatically appointed the electors for the winner of the popular vote in its state. Most Americans think that, Tommy. But actually, in that first presidential election, citizens in only six of the 13 states were even allowed to vote for president. In fact, it wasn't until the 1880s that Americans in every state cast votes for the president. Well, Senator, I guess I don't know my American history as well as I thought. But I still don't understand how you get to a national popular vote. Well, Tommy, it took a very smart man to figure that out. His name is Dr. John Koza. Dr. Koza was a professor of computer science at Stanford, and he invented the scratch-off lottery ticket. Uh-huh. But what could the scratch-off lottery ticket possibly have to do with a national popular vote, Senator? Actually, Tommy, it had everything to do with the national popular vote. You see, years ago, New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont started the Tri-State Lottery. To do so, they formed what's known as an Interstate Compact. Interstate Compact? There's lots of them, Tommy. 
For example, my state of Minnesota belongs to the Great Lakes Interstate Compact. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yes, Tommy, it does. Now, to join an interstate compact, the state legislature must pass a law, and the governor signed it. Of course, then that state is obligated by law to obey the rules of the compact. Why will this end, Senator? I don't have a very long attention span. We're almost there, Tommy. You see, when the multi-state lottery formed its interstate compact, it gave Dr. Koza an idea. The National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. The National Popular Vote Interstate Compact? That's a lot of words, Senator. Yes, it is, Tommy. But the rules are quite simple. Each state in the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact agrees to cast all of its electoral votes for the winner of the national popular vote. But the compact is not triggered until the states belonging to the compact have at least 270 electoral votes between them. Wow, I get it. That's a pretty elegant solution, Senator. But I don't suppose Dr. Kozis had any luck so far. Actually, Tommy, 15 states have joined, plus the District of Columbia. Between them, they have 196 electoral votes. Wow, this is exciting. I guess the whole idea of a national popular vote must be pretty, well, popular. Yes, as a matter of fact, Tommy, in a nationwide poll taken just this September by the Pew Research Center, 58% of Americans thought the national popular vote was a very good idea. Well, I hate to be a skeptic, Senator, but I don't necessarily trust polling. I mean, has the national popular vote in a state compact ever come up for a referendum in an actual state? Yes, Tommy, just this November in Colorado, and it won. Holy moly, this could really happen. Are there any other states that are likely to sign on anytime soon? As a matter of fact, Tommy, it passed the State House in Virginia in 2019, and we expect it to come up again this year. Jeepers! And who knows, Tommy, we just might put it to a test on other statewide ballots, like in Arizona and Pennsylvania and Michigan. Gosh, if you got this all done before 2024, you and Dr. Koza just might save the country from the kind of crisis we just narrowly averted. We believe in one person, one vote, Tommy. Wow, one person, one vote. Who could be against that, Senator? I don't know, Tommy. I don't know. And next time, Tommy, please come during office hours. Ah, geez, Senator, I didn't realize there were designated office hours. They're posted on my door, Tommy. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the Al Franken podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The early 2000s was a wild time for reality TV. There seemed to be an endless supply of shows that delivered entertainment for us, but trauma for children. I'm Misha Brown, the host of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop. 
Each week on The Big Flop, comedians join me to chronicle the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? We recently looked behind the scenes of what was really going on at Abby Lee Miller's dance studio. Abby's biggest misstep wasn't screaming nonsensical catchphrases or throwing chairs on television, but instead, she was choreographing financial fraud in plain sight. Join me to break down all the wild details of Abby Lee Miller's story. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Big Flop early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. 